After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy Devils Friday. This is Game Day Live. Or should I say, Happy Devils New Year's Eve Friday. This is Game Day Live. I'm your host, Sam Wu, here with Vinny Parisi, a Pucks and Pitchforks blog, as the Devils are going to take on the Edmonton Oilers in about, uh, about about 45 minutes as we're streaming live on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and Twitch on the Primetime Radio Network. We're here in the Primetime Radio Virtual Studios, a little different format than normal given what's going on with COVID-19. I know you don't want to hear about it on December 31st, 2021, but better safe than sorry. But I hope the those are, are going to the game. Go to Taj Lounge 973-35 Edison Place across the street from the Prudential Center. Because, Vinny, there has been breaking news early this morning. A, co- a coaching change. Not the ones we've been talking about in the last six weeks. Vinny, hit me with the news. Hit me with the news. Yeah, so for the second time in New Jersey Devils history... We're going to have Elaine Nazardine come in and coach a game after the coach gets not terminated this time around. You know, he came in and replaced John Hines a couple years ago, but now he's going to be replacing Lindy Ruff as he enters COVID protocol. So for the second time, Elaine Nazardine will step in as a, I don't know if you want to call it an interim because it's not an interim, but just like a standby coach. And Chris Taylor is going to be the assistant coach on the bench and handle the defenseman. So it's definitely an interesting thing. It's going to be interesting to see how he handles the roster. He knows the players well. He's obviously an assistant coach himself. A lot of people dislike this coaching staff as a whole. But, I mean, we're going to see what it's like with Nazardine running the show for one day. It kind of came as a bit of a surprise that Lindy Ruff tested positive. But then again, everyone's testing positive right now. So, you know, you just figured it was inevitable. Hopefully he's okay, and Nazardine's going to get another shot. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't surprise me, actually, because Lindy Ruff has been barking orders in the last three or four days of this reset. So, you know what? Uh, He may be barking orders, but, you know, these things are happening. Obviously, this is contagious, uh, this new variant. but, um, But the Devils are, you know, look, they should know what to do today. They're going to up against uh, a tough team 
the Edmonton Oilers, uh, with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, all that. Uh, what's the scoop from Amanda Stein earlier today? Uh, what, 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 how, how do you contain them, Vinny? How do you contain those two? Yeah, well, according to Amanda, she tweeted out that Elaine Nazardine is going to rely heavily on Nico Heeshear and Michael McLeod to try and contain both Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Obviously, I say that a little tongue-in-cheek because I think it's funny to even think about tweeting that because it's like, well, yeah, those two guys are going to be relied on. They're the two best defensive centermen on the Devils. But at the same time, one does not contain both Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. They are about as good of a one-two punch in the NHL since I would say Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby were in their prime. I mean, we're talking 10 years. Like, I, I just I just think it's hard to contain those two. And the Oilers, they've kind of been cold lately. Things haven't been going all that great for them in terms of wins and losses. Of course, McDavid and Dreisaitl are still putting up points. I just watched them play a couple nights ago. And, you know, Dreisaitl had a power play goal and McDavid assisted on a goal. So it's like these guys are collecting their points. I think – Dry Settles at 50, McDavid's, I, I don't even know exactly how many, but they're, they're up there. And it's just crazy to me to even think that you're containing those guys. Those, But the fact that they're struggling as a team, they're playing the best possible opponent right now because whenever someone seems to be struggling, they come in and play the Devils and they figure it out and then go on their merry way from there. So hopefully I'm wrong, but just the way the Devils play doesn't seem to – excite me too much when it comes to having two complete superstars like that on the other side. Breaking news. Um, I'm going to tweet out in just a sec, but I just want the audience to have this knowledge. Breaking news. The Devils are going to need to score more goals than the Oilers if they're going to think about winning this game. going to tweet it out after you don't the time, say. Sam Wu. <laughs> but, I don't uh, believe honestly, that. Uh, honestly, uh, Matt Freudenberger on the Facebook Live says, NFZ, somehow you have to keep them to the outside. Don't let them into the slot. And you know what? I'm all about the simplified game plan that the coaches have because these are young players. Uh, too many too many uh, different plays, schemes, all that kind of stuff. You have more chances of screwing it up. I think you ha- I've said this for the last year and a half actually. You got to simplify it to the dumb it down to where you're only responsible for one thing. Let's start from there. One thing. And what's that one thing? Be in your position. Don't be out of your position. Start with that. And if you can accomplish that over time, then you add another thing. You know, and all that. But, you know, at the last game, I know it's the Buffalo Sabres. I know they're not very good. They're developing just like the Devils. It's a good start for that reset. I like to see progress from that. I I don't want to see them regress. But when you have the Edmonton Oilers coming into town, Vinny, that's a big test right off the bat. So what I'm looking for is at least, at least, bare minimum, 55 minutes of good Devils hockey. I know you're supposed to play 60. They played 52 good minutes. 
The first seven minutes of that period, seven, eight minutes of that second period was horrible. The rest was acceptable to an extent. I want to see them do 55 solid Devils hockey minutes and hang with the Oilers. That's what I'm looking for. The the Edmonton Oilers are a good team. I wouldn't say they're a great team, but Connor McDavid might be the most skilled player in the history of the sport. And he plays in an era where it's incredibly hard to score. And if he played in Gretzky's era, he might have had 2,000 points himself. And I know era adjusted and all that has them in like a similar conversation. The Devils could play a really good game today, and McDavid makes an impact. Now, I will say this. One of the teams McDavid has not struggled against the most, but been the least productive against has been the Devils. You might remember they were the last team he ever scored a goal against, besides the Oilers, of course, because he's not going to score a goal on his own team. But they were so close to getting through that one game without letting McDavid score again, and he tied it with less than a minute to go in the goalie pulled. So McDavid hasn't been the most productive against the Devils, but, I mean, guys, it's Connor McDavid. And then he's got Leon Dreisaitl. You you contain McDavid, maybe, and then that other guy is just right there ready to go. So it's a really hard team to contain. It's a really hard team to play against for that reason because even though they're not that deep, two players can make such an impact as we've seen so far in this NHL season. I mean – it's as good of a duo as we've seen, like I said, since Crosby and Malkin. I I would also say, like, they got Washington next game, and Kuznetsov and Backstrom down the middle is very similar, and then, of course, there's Ovechkin. So in back-to-back games, you're playing some of the greatest players who ever lived. So it's a good test for the Devils. It's a good way to try and get some good feeling, some good momentum going, following a big win over Buffalo, who, as you mentioned, isn't all that. Yeah, and... Something about McDavid that I, I I love. One of the things I love about hockey playing, um, you know, I, I remember taking a lot of power skating lessons. Uh, I've taken figure skating lessons as well um, to work on your edges and learn how to utilize those edge, the blade uh, on your skates. And something about McDavid that I just find striking is when the guy skates, and I don't want to make this a, a, a McDavid love fest. This is about hockey. When he skates, his motor is not running on a lot of RPMs, yet he's one of the deceptively the fastest skater out on the ice where you're looking at his legs, the way he uses edges so efficiently that his legs aren't even moving, but he's cruising right by everybody. It's so amazing. And I see a little bit of Dawson Mercer at times, but nobody is as good as Connor McDavid. And the one thing that may trip him up and slow him down, Edmonton ice and Western Canada ice is a lot faster than uh, New York City metro area, New Jersey hard water ice. Maybe that'll slow him down, but he's that good that he can definitely overcome it. But it just it just gives the Devils just a little bit of a slight edge because, you know, naturally the ice in the Northeast, you know, in the New Jersey, New York, whatever area is not as fast as like Canadian, Western Canadian ice. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Um, everything you said about McDavid with his skating legs is just so spot on. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's like a mix of a figure skater and a power skater, and I, I think you made some great points. It's it's unbelievable because there are a lot of players that are about as fast as McDavid without the puck. You know, there. You know, I remember how fast Marion Gabrick was at one point. Um, Michael Grabner was extremely fast at one point. I think even Kendall Coyne came close to McDavid in the time when she was part of the All-Star Skills Competition. But when McDavid has the puck, he gets faster somehow. You're supposed to slow down a little bit when you get the puck on your stick, and he doesn't. And I think that's what makes it so hard to defend him because he's the only player ever lived that did not that does not decrease his speed when he has the puck on his stick. And we remember how fast Taylor Hall was. He could join yeah. a rush with the best of them. Nathan McKinnon, extremely fast, even though he gallops when he skates. So it's not as pretty looking as McDavid. But the fact that when he has the puck on his stick, he doesn't slow down. It's incredibly hard to defend. So hopefully they're able to do so today. But you say you don't want to make this a McDavid love fest. But when you're playing the Edmonton Oilers, that that's kind of what happens. I mean, he's the best player in the league. It's not really particularly close, in my opinion. And I don't know. I would love, I would love to see McDavid win the Stanley Cup one day. But yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know. It's it's going to be really tough to watch the Devils play against him today. I have a feeling he's gonna he's gonna be angry that things haven't been going well for his team lately. I think the way to defend McDavid, and you know, getting back to your point about his skating, um, you know, it's 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 almost like a jackrabbit with with a carrot dangling in front of the rabbit. It just just goes much faster. Uh, is more incentivized. I, I think. Uh, the best way to put it. But I think the best way, alluding to Amanda Stein's, uh, you know, tweet, I think the best way to handle McDavid and Dreisaitl is focus one player on McDavid the entire game. Don't care who it is. One player, that's all, That simplify the game plan. That's your job. Because McDavid's going to be McDavid. He's going to get his points no matter what. And then the rest of the team, focus on everybody else. Focus on everybody else. Because once McDavid gets, you know, gets some some ice, some space, he can shoot, he can pass, he can do whatever, you know, he can do the fancy stuff. McDavid's going to be McDavid. You cannot, it's like Michael Jordan. He's going to get, he's going to get his points. But can you stop everybody else? And if that one person, I would like to say Mikey McLeod or Nico Heischer, I probably would, would say Nico Heischer. That's Nico's job the entire – forget about scoring, although it's nice. Your, main, your primary focus is to stop McDavid. Your 19 other guys on the team, your, your job is to stop everybody else. And that's it. Because once you start double teaming, triple teaming, the guy is so good. He's gonna, you're gonna leave a lot of players wide open uh, for McDavid. You want to limit his options as much as possible and make force him to beat you. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And who knows? Maybe, uh, 
Michael McLeod will have a little bit of extra jump in his step, knowing that I'm trying to look and see. Yeah, uh, Ryan McLeod is on the other side. Yeah. So it's the battle of the brothers here between the New Jersey Devils and the Edmonton Oilers. So it should be fun to see if he has some extra pep in his step, knowing that if he has a good game trying to shut down those two superstars over there in Edmonton, it, it could be a good game for him. And I think that opens up a lot of ice for Jack Hughes, too. We haven't mentioned him once since this podcast started. And if McDavid and Dreisaitl are getting the matchup game because it's in New Jersey, so Elaine Nazardine is going to be able to match up, you know, whenever there's a faceoff, if he sees McDavid hop over the boards, here, here comes Nico. Okay, well, if Dreisaitl's coming over the boards, here comes McLeod. So where does that leave Jack Hughes? It's not like Ryan Nugent Hopkins plays center anymore. He plays wing with Dreisaitl. So who's going to contain Jack Hughes from Edmonton's point of view? It's yeah. not like they have that shut-down centerman like the Devils do with Nico. And people can complain about Nico's offense all they want. He does a good job being a two-way player. So I'm looking for Jack Hughes to have a big game offensively as well. He's not quite Connor McDavid, but he could skate too. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I think Jack Hughes is going to have a big game here tonight. today. I think so too. I And you know what? I think Jack Hughes is hungry. Uh, anytime you go against one of the, uh, not one of the best player in the world, you know, at this point, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about two first overall picks, one from 2015 and one from 2019 going head to head. You take a little bit of pride and also 2017, Nico Heischer, you know, you're, you're talking, you have, you have to have that pride and, and, and go against the best of the best. If you want to be called the best, you know, and you got to make plays, you've got to do the little things. And I want the devils to continue the simplify game plan where put the puck on net. What do I mean by that? Because it sounds obvious. It sounds like what I was joking around before about scoring more goals than the other team to win. What I mean by that is quickness of the shot. I'm not looking for miles per hour. I'm not looking for deadly shot. I'm looking for no hesitation. It's on the tape of your stick. It's now suddenly on net. That quickness, because the Devils don't exactly have the beef up front. That's why they put Bastion on the power play. You've got to be quicker than the other team. Up front, the Devils forwards, with the exception of Mikey McLeod and Pavel Zaka they re- and, and Bastion, they don't really have much size up front. So you got to take advantage of your quickness. You got to take advantage of the your speed going north south and also simplifying the game plan. Those breakout passes from the defensemen have to be crisp because you want to speed through the neutral zone. Because what we were finding in the six-week slump, too many Hail Mary passes. They couldn't even complete even a a simple four-foot pass. And turnovers happen. And then suddenly you're back on your heels, on your skates, and the puck's in the net behind Mackenzie Blackwood or, or whoever is in net. So, again, keep it simple, stupid. That was part of the Wool Report. It's something that all coaches say in all sports. 
whether it's softball, baseball, football, whatever, just execute your game plan. You just have one job to do, do it. And it's up to the coaches to figure out which players, what what job that they have to do. But the one thing that worked against Buffalo, and you saw it, why did, you know, 44 out of 24 shots, whatever, they outshot them. It's not the quality shots. It's how quickly you can get it to the goaltender. Because rebounds happen. And if you use your quickness, you can get you can get those goals, you know, right in front of the goal crease. Yeah. Someone like Bastion or Zaka, I think they can be twenty goal score not Bastion necessarily twenty goals, but like they could score a fair amount of goals just by going to the front of the net. Like you said, yeah. rebounds happen. They're, I think Bastion be can get twenty size. goals, by the way. I think he can. And I'll tell you how he I, I this is how Bastion's gonna get twenty goals. Remember, he's a second rounder. Okay. He is not gonna flash you with any any of the goods like uh Jack Hughes, but he doesn't need to. He's got the size. He's that's his God uh given gift. He's got size and he also has uh tenacity in front of that net. And if you remember Randy McKay from years ago with the New Jersey Devils, uh, he came to the league using his fists to break into the NHL lineup. After many years of fighting, we what we didn't realize is Randy McKay has one of the softest hands with those fists, with the puck, that he could score those garbage goals is what they call them. It's, it's really a derogatory term, but they're not really garbage goals. They're hardworking goals where you position yourself in front of the net and you screen the goaltender, causing chaos, making the goaltender out of position for a split second, that can, that can be the difference between winning and losing and scoring that goal. And I think Bastion has that ability. He just needs to prove himself to gain that playing time in those situations like the power play. So mark my words, if Bastion is consistent and he continues, what if he just takes that game he had against Buffalo and does that kind of work, he's going to see a lot of playing time and he'll get those 20 goals. Trust me. On that would that. be honestly awesome to hear. If, if I were the Devils, I would make Bastion and Zaka watch 20 hours of Zach Parisi tape. Because if yeah. he was, if he had bastion size, instead of being in the Hall of Very Good, he'd go to the Hall of Fame. He'd probably have another hundred goals on his resume, and he's yeah. already got over four hundred. So, you know, if you have the size like that, like you mentioned, why not? I, I hope you're right. And you know, just a little hockey thing about, um, little coaching thing about uh, Zach Parisi, because I watched him like you for many years. And a lot of hockey coaches, especially in the American, you know, uh, you know, a lot of American coaches, they teach their players to be invisible on the ice. And what does that mean, being invisible on the ice? You want to have a big presence, but you don't want to have the target on your back. Guys like Zach Parisi that are smaller, when they're, you know, when they have a hard nose in front of the net, there's a way and technique in hockey where they don't notice you're on the ice till it's too late, you know, because normally you don't want to go pound for pound with the six, six defenseman when you're five eleven like 
like Zach Parisi. But you have a you can play a game in front of the net where you're invisible, where they don't notice you're there, and then once the puck's there, boom, you've got your chance. Uh, that's how. That's another technique, which I can spend a whole podcast on it. How you can be invisible on the ice, and again, it sounds it sounds ludicrous, but a lot of good no. players like Theo Fleury was one of them. He was a tough player, but remember how small he was. Martin St. Louis as well. Another player where he's all over the ice, but you don't know where he is because not because of size. It's just how to avoid being going head to head with those big, big defensemen. And that's that's a skill and technique that nobody really, you know, talks about. But coaches do teach that, you know, at a, at a junior B level or whatever. Yeah, I think someone like Sidney Crosby is like a extremely elite version of that. He yeah. always was good Slippery at good. creating stuff down low. Sli- yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Mike Rupp referred to Crosby and Parisi on NHL Network before as superstar grinders. You know, they have yeah. that like grinder mentality, but like they're supremely skilled. So I'm not saying Nathan Bastian or Zaka could be a superstar grinder, but they can be middle of tier grinders if that makes sense well it's again it's one of those things where as a player you need to learn how to protect yourself remember crosby did have a few concussion issues people don't remember yes. that and no, now one of them was it was an accident one of them was an accident purely I, I forgot who it was a big defenseman i forgot his name that uh, accidentally hit him he's a I forgot his name. It was on the Bruins. Um, but, you know, uh, so part of and this goes for all sports, especially in the NFL. Some players need to learn. Some players need to learn that you can't grind in day in and day out. One example, I'll make one hockey one example. Eric Lindros. He, he had the, you know, he had the gift of being 6'5", 240 at age like 18 playing major juniors in Quebec and he could play that physical game night in and night out because he just was towering all those young players. As soon as he got to the NHL, eventually it caught up to him. Eventually it caught up to him. And, you know, even before the Scott Stevens infamous hit, he was having concussion issues. And some players like Crosby learn how to you know, learn how to play the game without sacrificing the, the wear and tear, you know, night in and night out. And they know, basically, they know how to survive uh, that. So, anyway, I, I just wanted to just say that there is, you know, there is a way. And one example, uh, again, I'm making NFL, Phil Sims, New York Giants. First five years of his career, he got hurt. All the time, and his everybody thought he was done back in the '80s. Parcells saw something in him, but late years later, he changed his workout habits, and and that made the difference how he lasted in the league. Because if he didn't do it, he wouldn't have a career, and he would have never won a Super Bowl with the Giants. Uh, most people don't know that, but you know there are certain things you have to do. Uh, in order to survive, you know, in the league, and you know, 
And the NFL, the, 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 all those quarterback rules, they're all meant there to, to save the quarterback. And you don't go ahead first like Daniel Jones on every single running play. <laughs> Absolutely. That's funny. Sam, a little off topic. Are you a yep. Giants fan? Yeah. You you are? Oh, yeah. So we play each other this weekend. You're going down. You know, I hope so. But see, it doesn't really matter because uh, to me, it's about the draft picks. It's about the draft picks right now. Well, and the Giants have the Bears draft pick. So yes. either way, you win. Yeah, I'm wondering if I should be rooting for a tie or not. Does that help? Honestly, <laughs> I, I actually think that would help the Giants. No doubt about it. Cause the Justin yeah, because Fields the tie trade... is kind of a loss. <laughs> yeah, for but it's each team getting – it's yeah, exactly. That, I didn't even yeah. think about it that way. Yeah, I have to look at the – yeah, I, I saw that on the schedule, Vinny, and I didn't want to mention it in case you may not come on to the Game Day Live podcast being spiteful that I am a Giants fan. <laughs> no, not at all. We both yeah. cheer for teams that need to get their acts together lately. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, in closing of Game Day Live, we got a lot of comments. I just want to read a few before we go. Uh, Donnell Weaver says in the Facebook Live, Devils have to play a full 60 minutes against Oilers and keep uh, McDavid and Drysaddle off the score sheet. Yes. Um, we talked about that, Donnell, about my strategy is one guy. You only have one job to do. Stop McDavid. That's it. The rest, don't waste your energy on McDavid. He's going to do what he's going to do. That one guy's got it. You know, um, and force him to go one-on-one -on -one and take his whole team out of it. You see that strategy? Just take his whole team out of it. Make him score two goals, but you got to make sure when he does that nobody else is scoring two goals as well. Um, that's my strategy. Uh, Lindy Ruffin, protocol A, Whistler, yes, he is. Also, a little fire boy back, Twin Peaks, New Jersey, can do some good to help those as well. Absolutely. You know, you talk about the defenseman. Keep McDavid to the outside as much as possible. But also just make sure that he has nobody trailing and uh, and and some help. Make him do it himself. Make him do it himself. And if he does, all right, well, you weren't going to stop him anyway. You know, that's my strategy. Uh, also, Facebook Live, Corbin says, uh, poke check the hell out of him. And gets them both frustrated. Ah, you know, those dirty tricks do work. And whoever's that one guy, you better do that. <laughs> yep, it's true. Just wear them down, you know. Wear them down. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joey Giardina, Happy New Year, LFGD, and all that. Yeah, well, this is our last podcast game day live, Vinny, uh, 2021. We'll be back for 2022 next year. Um, but yeah, so just want to just tell everybody in the audience, um, you know, we're going to have devils after dark, after the game, Scotty and I will recap the game. That was, uh, just a couple things, game day live. And I'll re reiterate that on devils after dark, uh, right now we're in the primetime radio studios. I want everybody to have a safe and happy new year's. Uh, it's a little scary what's going on and, uh, just be careful. And, uh, we're, doing that as well so we're going to be doing it virtually and probably by next week we're going to have uh, monitors 
at Tars Lounge 973. So when you go there for a game, then you can watch us and listen to us. And maybe, maybe we'll go to you as well. Something new that we're, you know, trying to do. Something new and fun. Uh, also, this podcast, we want to thank all of you. The Let's Go Devils podcast, Game Day Live, Devils After Dark, State of the Fan Address, The Woo Report, all the podcasts, the Sunday edition. Yesterday, we hit milestones all over. You want to hear them, Vinny, before we go? Oh, of course. You want to hear them? Yeah. We hit 20,000 downloads in one month, in the month of December. It's growing. This podcast is growing like you wouldn't believe. Last year, we finished in 2020 with 54,000 downloads. In 2021, we're at 123,000 downloads for the entire year. And we still got a few more hours left. Um, I haven't checked the viewership. The viewership is probably equally or more Um then our download numbers on, on our podcast pages. And we just want to thank you, the fans, you, the fans, uh, our listeners, our viewers, everybody that participates, you guys drive us to do this. We're all devil's fans here. You're an extension of our podcast. We read out the comments as if it was three, four guys at a bar right now. We're going through this pandemic. It doesn't matter. The pandemic can't even stop us. As you see, okay, we'll just find a different way. But we're still Devils fans here. And I just want to thank everybody, including you, Vinny, and everybody on the staff, um, for putting this together. Because why? Because we're just Devils fans. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. Very simple. I love, I love to hear it. It's you know great milestones, great numbers. And thank you to all the fans for tuning in all year long. It's been a blast to, to be a part of. Um, I remember on draft night, I came out and talked about Luke Hughes for a little bit. And from that point on, we started this, doing the pregames, and it's been a lot of fun. So I hope all the fans have a very happy new year and that they stay safe and enjoy this game between the Devils and Oilers. And I'm really excited to get back at it in 2022. We'll kick it off on Sunday with a pregame show ahead of a game between the Devils and the Washington Capitals. So very excited for that and can't wait to see what more to come. Yeah, and one other thing, because Corbin says, love this podcast. Uh, you guys do such a great job, a podcast for the people. Yes, and also for the people, I know people I, People have asked me about this, about merch. There will be merch in 2022, but realize when you're dealing with two different countries, there are shipping issues, there are logistic issues. We're trying to figure that out, but we're going to make merch available for the podcast because the podcast is has grown so much over the over the last five years next year next year will be actually even though we're in season five next year would be actually our fifth year anniversary in uh september 2022 so we're going to do something special merch um i've been experimenting see my see my let's go devils hat see i've been wearing it for the last three months not because i just want to be the only one that has the hat I want to make sure that this is good quality stuff. Any of the merch that you buy from us, we're going to make sure it's the best stuff so you can show your Let's Go Devils podcast pride. And Vinny, I'm going to send you some free merch to test it out one day. 
Absolutely. I'm going to need it to walk around the streets and show off the Let's Go Devils podcast. Uh, I need a couple things to wear for the show, too, so should be good. My favorite color is green. Hint, hint. It's actually <laughs> red, but I, I, I like green devil stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for watching, listening in. This is actually elongated uh, game day live, but that's okay. It's the last one of the year. Got to have to get all the stuff off my chest. Great customer service, Sam Wu. Thank you, Mike Rossi. Yeah. Sometimes we're late shipping prizes to people. That's another story for another day. Anyway, enjoy the game, everybody. This is Game Day Live. Till next time, let's go Devils. Have a happy new year. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.